There is a kingdom that's coming. There's a kingdom that's ruling. And you know, one day the world will have to answer to that kingdom. And God wants us to be in that kingdom right now because he has a plan of salvation for people. And no matter what's happening around us, eternity is just a blink away. And you know, eternity is so real. And we need to be living in that eternity. Living in eternity is to be living in this realm now. Drawing close to the presence of God. Walking in the fear of the Lord. Lifting our eyes off this kingdom into the kingdom of heaven. Actually seeing that God is in charge. Listening to him. Letting his Holy Spirit guide us through life. Speak to us in life because his kingdom is above the kingdom of this world. Recognizing that whatever is happening down here on earth doesn't change one thing that's happening in heaven. I don't know how you feel about some of the laws that have been passed in recent times, you know, in this, in this world. But, you know, that doesn't change one thing that's happening in heaven. God's kingdom's still ruling. His truth is still the truth. Spiritual lives are still, we need to be walking in the spirit. And we'll, we'll prosper as we do. And we need to see that, that God's kingdom is not changed by anything that's happening here. In fact, he can overcome anything of this world as we look to him. He can answer your circumstances because his kingdom is reigning. His kingdom is ruling, not the kingdom of this world. Matthew chapter 6 says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? or what the government is doing, or what the people around us are doing. For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom, and all these things will be given to you. Seek first his kingdom. Keep your eyes on heaven, and all these things will be added unto you. If you walk before him in the fear of the Lord, God will look after what you're facing in life as you look to him. And I want to encourage you today. He's got your situations in hand. The kingdom of God is higher than the kingdom of this world. And as, as, as you allow him to work in your life, he'll bring answers to you. He'll help you through situations. In fact, he wants to work through us to influence the world. When we do and look into heaven, it lifts us above our earthly circumstances, beyond the faults of people. You know, when I was, when I was a younger Christian, I sometimes, I don't know how you find it, but sometimes you'd see the faults of people and you might criticize them. And, and judge people. But, you know, God's heart is to say is that we wouldn't judge. The scripture says don't judge. In fact, he, what he wants us to do is to be saying, Lord, how do I help that person? How can I bring the kingdom of God to that person? How can I help them to come out of the situation they're in and actually walk with the Lord and just bring love and kindness and goodness? And so as you're looking into the kingdom, you look for answers because you know there's an answer. If you're looking in the earthly circumstance, you'll just complain. Oh, this person's a terrible person. They're pain in the neck. They're giving me a hard time. But as you're walking in the kingdom, you say, Lord, what's the answer for this person? Because you've got the answers. And you begin to pray for them. You begin to say, Lord, you know, Holy Spirit, how do I reach this person? You know, I've got a situation in my organization where it's not working out very well. So I've been praying, Lord, what's the strategy here? You're bigger than this organization. You can, you can actually work in this organization. We look into heaven, not around at the earthly kingdom. We're looking into the kingdom of God. God, you've got the answer. He's got the answer to every problem you have. But he's wanting us to look at him and to seek him and say, Lord, show me which, which way to go forward. So as we look into heaven, we look beyond the faults of people, beyond our offense and our own limitations. 
We look beyond that because, hey, God, you can help me preach. You can help me to, to reach my neighbor. You can help me to do so many things. We look beyond government policy. That's something, isn't it? <laughs> beyond our, our own natural lacks. Beyond disrespect. Beyond disrespect. Beyond unkindness. Beyond, le- beyond lethargy. Slackness. Poor attitudes. Poor self-image. And beyond worthlessness because he's got the answer to all those things. He's got the answer to all those things. Because his kingdom overshadows is greater than all the things that we've just touched on. As we live and experience his kingdom, these things of the earthly kingdom begin to fade. They begin to fade. The wonderful thing is on that great and final day, all the things we're facing in this world, all the corruption, injustice, impurity, distortion of facts, filth, violations, we'll have to answer to him. We have to answer to him. We don't have to try and sort everything out. He, they'll have to answer to him on that last and final great day. There'll be a day of reckoning. Romans 12 and verse 19 says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Isn't that a great thing that God does not go leave anything undone? And so often we want to take revenge or we want to you know, do back to people the unkindness they've, they've given to us. God says, don't, don't take revenge. I will repay. Don't you try and do it. <laughs> Leave it to me. You just like get on and love them. Isn't it good that we're called to love people? <laughs> Hello, you're still there. <laughs> what then is our role? What's our role in these earthly circumstances? What, how do we live in this life? Well, the first thing is to live in the kingdom, walking in his word. Be hot and not cold. Now, God's called to be hot Christians. Fire on board, hey. <laughs> We've got the fire of God in us. To bring light into the darkness. If you're in a dark place in your workplace, bring the light. That's kingdom living, isn't it? <laughs> bring the light. Bring respect where there is no respect. You know, if someone's treating you with disrespect, with disrespect treat them with respect. Because that's, that's the kingdom of God, isn't it? That's who God is. He's, he's respectful. You know, the Holy Spirit, in fact, is he, he never pushes himself onto us, the Spirit of God. God never pushes himself onto you. He waits for you to invite him in. And I've always found that God never pushes himself onto me. And so he's very respectful. And if we're in a place of where there's disrespect, bring respect. Because that's kingdom living. Love where there is no love. Kindness. Bring kindness where there is no kindness. A sense of the anointing where there is no anointing. The presence of God where we can feel the influence of the demonic. Bring the presence of God. That's what Jesus did, didn't he? He brought the presence of God wherever he went. There was a, in the demonic issues, he was there. He brought the presence of God. An amazing thing. You know, God's calling us to do that very thing, is to bring the presence of God wherever we go because we're living in the kingdom. So when the body of Christ looks into heaven, then inspiration, a change in worldview to kingdom living happens. And as you open your heart to the Spirit of God, as you, open, as you begin to live in that kingdom, as you live in the fear of the Lord, he'll begin to challenge you about so many things. You know, have I got unforgiveness? 
Do I treat people with disrespect? Do I honor my wife or husband? That's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> Am I really honoring them? And God will change your worldview. He'll challenge your worldview because kingdom living is to honor your wife and husband, isn't it? As we live in the kingdom, it becomes a great place to be. And living amongst kingdom people is great because they treat you with respect. They love you. They, if you've got weaknesses, they're saying, Lord, they're seeking the Lord how to minister to you. And that's what a church should be, isn't it? Full of kingdom people, full of the godliness that God wants to bring. And it's just an amazing thing what God's called us to. The first few lines of the Lord's Prayer state, Our Father who art in heaven. Is that right? <laughs> that is above the earth, not just in earthly circumstances. His kingdom is, is in heaven. It's, it's saying what I've just been sharing, that God's kingdom is a different place than where we're living. Hallowed be your name. May your name be held holy. Because, you know, there's something I've learned is that that God is absolutely good. There's, there's nothing more pure than God himself. That if you want a definition of what's good in this world, it's God himself. And we don't, shouldn't be ashamed of who God is because he's just good. He's pure, he's, he's kind, he's forgiving. He is a good God. And you know, the, the world needs to know that God's good because it's like an anchor point for goodness in this society, isn't it? The fact that God is good. Hallowed be your name. May your name be held holy. What's the third line? Anyone tell me what's the third line of the Lord's Prayer? Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So who's going to bring his kingdom in this world? Is it going to be a sovereign move of God? We just all sit in our seats. You know, God, just bring your kingdom and your will be done here on earth. Well, how's that going to happen? How's, it, how's his kingdom going to come to earth? It's when we're saying, Lord, we want your kingdom here on earth. I'm going to do your will. And your will is going to bring your kingdom into this world. And, you know, unless we're prepared to step out in that, his kingdom won't come to this world. Because whenever you go around, if you're not living in his kingdom, you just bring the earthly kingdom. But when we start living in the kingdom, we actually bring the kingdom to earth. And so the prayer is, when he taught, Jesus taught the disciples to pray, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Because we're praying that. Lord, let your kingdom come through me into this world. So as we go around loving people, being respectful, bringing the power of God into circumstances, everywhere we go, the kingdom goes. Hello. <laughs> we bring the kingdom with us. Uh, there's a, there's a, uh, in Psalm 23, it says, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the mercy of the... the where has the last line go? Um, uh, it says, you know, goodwill and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You know, often we think of that being that, Lord, wherever I go, I'm going to experience, you know, goodness and mercy. Isn't that how we interpret it? Actually, it says that goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Actually, it will follow me. It doesn't mean to say it will come before me. It will follow me. So how many Christians are living that? So that everywhere we go, goodness and mercy follow us. And people are experiencing. Everywhere we go, there's a fragrance of heaven because we bring goodness and mercy. 
We're bringing the kingdom of God. Hey, God's called Christians to be influential, <laughs> to leave a good taste in people's mouths that they treat us with disrespect. We just bring goodness and mercy. Isn't that, isn't that a, a great place to, to live in is the kingdom of God. So the Lord's prayer is, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth that is in, through heaven. Who's going to come through? Who's going to come through us. And everywhere we go, we bring the kingdom of God. That's what, that's what it is to live in the kingdom. And God's calling the body, body, body of Christ to, bring that, to usher in that kingdom. One of the things we tend to forget is the history of Western society. And... and you know, I've been dismayed at the values of our society, how they've been eroded away. And you can see the fruit of it in failed families and, you know, crime that's happening and all sorts of things. You know, just young teenage kids stealing cars. You think, you know, this probably, you think, oh, it's just one or two families. But, you know, in Cairns and Townsville and other places, so many cars are being stolen by just young kids. And you think, how can that happen? How can that happen? And, you know, it's because some of the values of our society, of marriage and things like that, of people think that they know better than God, which is a bit of a shame, isn't it? They, they, but, but, you know, one of the things we tend to forget is the history of Western society. You know, the British and European communities have gone through terrible times after they originally were Christian communities. You just have to think back to the Middle Ages. What do you think back when you think of the Middle Ages? It was like paganism. The church was there, but it was corrupt, wasn't it? And it was a terrible time in history was the Dark Ages. Society went through times when barbaric things were happening, like people were burnt at the stake for, for different things that happened. You know, but I want to just say, what happened next? What happened next? You know, we tend to think that we've inherited Christian values in our community forever, but there was a time when it was very dark. And what happened at that time was we saw people like Martin Luther, John Wesley, Charles Spurgeon, Charles Finney, Swiss Wigglesworth. It was said that John Wesley, when he, he brought revival to England, it said that, commonly said that he averted revolution like happened across the, the channel in France. It was John Wesley's preaching that turned the society around. And there were many people flocked back to church and what happened was because the, the kingdom of God touched people's hearts and it changed the whole value of our society. And then that was followed up by other powerful people who, who touched heaven and they changed the community they lived in. And you know, we're seeing the, those values eroded now. But I want to say that God's looking for kingdom people to turn around our communities. Kingdom people, wherever they go, are going to change the flavour of Atherton. And you know, I'm not saying Ethan's bad. I'm just saying it can go better, don't you think? <laughs> and so just as in those days, Christ, key Christian people brought the kingdom of heaven and influenced the society, so God's looking for us. We, we're not on the back burner. We're not victims. We actually, God's calling us to step out and see our communities change because Christians are coming in and bringing such a difference that they're, they're changing people's lives. And that's why we're called to live in the kingdom. And I believe it can happen again to you. I believe it can happen again. I believe God's looking for people to say, we're going to get hot. We're going to get on fire. We're going to just look into heaven. We're going to look into heaven and remember that God's still on the throne, that he sent his Holy Spirit to empower us, 
to be people who can make a difference no matter where we go. And it's not just on church on Sundays. It's actually on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday night and Thursday morning. It's when you're facing people who are paying the neck. You're going to change their lives. Can you believe that? Your boss has not been good to you. We're going to show respect. You're going to actually come in and, and pray for strategy, Lord. How do I influence this situation for good? Because God's given us off his spirit. And, and I believe it can happen again. As we seek him, as we seek him first, as we walk in the fear of the Lord, as we're letting him change our concepts. You know, some of us have got rusted on concepts, probably including me. My wife keeps on prodding me on some of these things. <laughs> You know, we need to be, be open to change to see things go forward. And we can tell if we're living in the kingdom because we, in this scripture that Jesus talked about in, in Luke chapter 6, which says, But to you who are listening, I say to you, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks of you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Anyone heard of litmus paper? Remember litmus paper? Probably the modern generation that probably don't even have it in chemistry in school. But litmus paper, you dipped it into a solution to see if it was acid or alkaline. Do you remember that? It's going back a fair while for some of you. But, you know, this is like a litmus test. Are we living in the kingdom? If we can love our enemies, well, that's telling us, we, yeah, we're living in the kingdom. If we can turn the other cheek, that's telling us we're living in the kingdom. If we can forgive people who have done us wrong, we're living in the kingdom out of the love of God, you know. And it's like a litmus test. So these scriptures tell us exactly where our lives are up to. Either looking at our circumstances and things that are affecting us, or whether we're looking to the Lord, seeking to please Him, to usher in His rule and reign in the space around us. If we're finding it difficult to love our enemies, sometimes it's because we haven't seen the love of God. But in other cases, it's because we're, the, the problem is me, myself, and I. Who has a problem with those three people? <laughs> and it can look like this. Someone stole my shirt. It's my shirt. Someone offended me. That they, uh, they, they uh, treated me badly. You know, at the centre of it is me myself and I but if we're living in the kingdom it's about him it's not about me it's about God it's about your kingdom are we willing to lose our life stop focusing on ourselves or what's happening to me to allow Jesus into the situation and it's a challenge isn't it biggest challenge is whether we're prepared to get off the throne and say Lord I don't want to live for me any longer I want to live for you one step ahead. <laughs> as he reigns in us, get this one, as he reigns in us, he reigns over our situations. As he reigns in us, as we allow him to reign in us, 
as we allow him to convict us and say, well, this is about you, I want you to get off your throne, he can reign in our circumstances because he, when he reigns in us, we're bringing him into the situation. Can you, under, can you agree with that? So many times, you know, we pray, Lord, deal with the situation, but we, we're saying, Lord, make it nice for me rather than, Lord, do your will. What do you want to do here? And many times our prayers are unanswered because it's all about us. It's not about him. It's all about us. But when we're saying, Lord, what can I do, despite what's happening to me, then he can start to reign in our circumstance. And I believe it's a hindrance to answer our prayers is when it's about us and not about him. When it's about our kingdom and not about his kingdom. We often pray for the difficulties we're facing, but without realising it, we're blocking his answer to the circumstance because the circumstance is actually me instead of him. Think about it. How often do you say, Lord, solve this problem for me, not, Lord, what do you want to do in this circumstance? Isn't that a better prayer? Lord, I've got this trouble and we're saying, Lord, make it comfortable for me. We should be saying, Lord, what do you want to do through this? Because I'm living for your glory and I recognize the power of your kingdom. Lord, you do, you've let your kingdom come. Your will be done, not my will. Isn't it easy to become religious? Lord, you know, we pray the Lord's Prayer, not understanding actually really what it's saying and not really living out what he's actually asking us to do. So God's come, he wants to work through all you people. In Tully, what I often say is that uh, you know, we have a church, we have an office in every business in town. We have a branch office in every business of, in town. The branch office is you. <laughs> we have a branch office. We, we take the kingdom everywhere we go and it's spread right through the town and the community and, you know, as people begin to live in the kingdom, it's a powerful influence. It's a powerful influence. And, you know, today you have an opportunity to bring the kingdom of God to Atherton, surrounding towns, wherever you come from. You have an opportunity to take the kingdom with you. And it's, Lord, it's not about me. It's about what is your will here. How do you want to influence for good? You know, I so much appreciate people who forgive me when I've done the wrong thing. And tell you what, it does a powerful work in your own life, doesn't it? When someone forgives you for things that you know are your weakness. You know, we can go and do that today for people who have wronged us. We can do that today and it's powerful when you're forgiving people who have done, have done you wrong. You know, uh, if you ever tried to fight someone who loves you, someone who loves you, you know, you've got an argument against them but they just come and they just love you. It's, it's pretty difficult to fight that, isn't it? <laughs> I had a brother, we had uh, years when I was just a young Christian, I had an older brother who was at a cafe and it was like an outreach cafe and this guy said, you know, got upset with him because, you know, different kingdom and he said, I want to take you outside, come outside, we're going to have a fight. <laughs> My brother went outside, he just started praying and the guy was really angry with him and he, he just couldn't do anything, you know. <laughs> Because he just loved him. And, he, and love's more powerful than hate. And if we love people, it disarms them. They don't know what to do with us. But they know there's something different there. And they see evidence of the kingdom, which is actually 
of the eternal kingdom which is offering right now. Let's, let's move out of the earthly kingdom into the heavenly kingdom because what we'll find there is victory. What we'll find there is joy. What we'll find there is answers. What we'll find is we'll see things happen we never imagined could happen because we're looking into heaven, not into earth. I, I encourage you today, let's look into heaven because there are answers there. Don't worry about what the government's doing. Just let, let's get on board with the strategy, God's strategy for our situations. Amen? I'm going to finish off with one last song. Uh, who knows Chuck Gerard? Of Chuck Gerard? Yeah, good. Uh, thank you. I see that hand. <laughs> this is a... I was reading about Chuck Gerard and just before we play the, the song, and he was a... He was, in a, a, he was a Christian, but he got into a rock and roll band and then he came out of that and he said he was born again, again. <laughs> and he, there were five prophetic songs, and this is one of them, five prophetic songs that he said he just, God gave him the words to write. And, you know, God wants to give you words to write, not necessarily to a song, but he wants to, he wants to inspire you today. He wants to inspire you today. There are answers to your circumstance today. It's in the Lord. It's in the Holy Spirit. But listen to this song. It's talking about his kingdom. Just about finished. I remember Jesus' words that he said that, you know, he said that uh, people are saying, you know, the kingdom is low here or low there. What did he say? He said, no, the kingdom is within you. The kingdom is within you. And God's working to, so that he'll purge our hearts so that the kingdom, we're close to him, walking with him, walking in the kingdom every day. I, I see myself as the promised land and God's coming to take possession of his promised land and every day speaking to my heart saying, Lord, and so I give my yield myself to him, have my worldview changed so I'm walking with him closer every day. The more he takes possession of me, the more he can work through me and extend his kingdom. And I don't want to limit that. I want to say, Lord, use me you know, to the greatest extent, and I don't know yet the way he's going to finish using me. And that's the same with you. None of you, <clears throat> every one of you are called to a great purpose in God, and it's the kingdom extending through you. I'm going to ask you to respond this morning. You don't have to respond. God's a gentleman. But as, as the, the, the worship team would come forward, I'm going to ask you to respond. I don't want you to come out, but I... I'm just inviting you to say, Lord, let your kingdom reign in my life. You've been speaking to me this morning. Lord, I want you to kingdom to rule and reign in me. Lord, I know you've got the answers to my circumstances. Lord, I want to, I want to be a powerful influence for good wherever I go. The kingdom, I want to bring the kingdom wherever I go. So that even though there's darkness, Lord, you'll deal with that darkness through me. And as, as the band plays, as the worship plays this morning, can we stand? If you want to make a stand and say, Lord, I want to see your kingdom flow in a greater way through me, let's stand this morning and say, Lord, I'm going to pray that Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as, as it is in heaven through me. I'm reminded of that Hillsong CD. Do you remember some of you older people again? It was, it was about said, touching heaven, changing earth. Touching heaven, changing earth. God's calling us to touch heaven so we can change earth. I see it like putting our finger in the PowerPoint. I don't reckon kids don't do this at home. 
but putting our finger in the PowerPoint, I'll, I'll tell you a short story. We, when I was young, we had a cow paddock. I came off a rural property, and one of our next-door neighbours didn't mind hanging on to the electric fence. And what he'd do is hang on to the electric fence, wait till you went by, then he'd grab you. How to tell you, that gave you a shock. You know, God's calling us to be people got a finger in the PowerPoint. And when people go past us, they get electric shock. It's the power of God. And that's the potential for every one of you today. That's the potential for every one of you today. Don't say I'm not worthy because you are worthy. Don't say you can't do it because God can do it. It's not about you. It's about the presence of God. All we need to do is take our eyes off this circumstance and just look into heaven and see who he is. When it says, Scripture says, when we see him, we'll be changed to be like him. When we see him, as we just, as just lead us in worship, Jane, you know, let's pray a prayer this morning. You pray it yourself. It's a personal prayer. But Lord, I want to be effective in the kingdom, and I believe you can do it through me this morning. Let's, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your presence. Thank you for the kingdom of God that's present in this place, Lord, through each individual, Lord, that knows you. And Father, this morning we're saying, let your will be done, Lord. Let your kingdom rule and reign in my life. Lord, in those circumstances I see is too hard. Lord, I know it's because I'm looking at the circumstances. I'm not looking at you. And this morning we repent of looking at the difficulty and not looking into heaven to see that you're on the throne, Lord. That you have all authority and all power is given to you. We honour you this morning, Lord. We honour you and invite you, Lord, to come and just fill our life as we open our hearts to you. Lord, challenge our worldviews because, Lord, we're going to walk in the fear of God. We're going to let you come and change our hearts that we can love, that we can forgive, that we can believe that your power can flow through us as we minister to others that lives are going to change. And, Lord, we thank you for this Atherton and, and district community. And, Lord, we pray that... Lord, that people today would just, they would experience, the community would experience just in everyday life, the kingdom of God. They would look and they would see that there is a God in heaven. There is a God in Israel, that there's something different about the people that come to this church. There's something different about Christians across this community because we're living in the kingdom, not in the kingdom of this world. And so, Lord, I thank you for everyone here this morning and this morning, Lord, we just take a moment to make that decision to invite you in. Rule and reign in my life, Lord. Rule and reign in my life. I give you permission, Lord, to, to transform my life for your kingdom to take up residence. We just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The power of God's going to come into this place. There's a fresh wind blowing, Lord. There's a fresh, there's a fresh wind blowing into the body of Christ. And it's raising up a powerful people who know their God. It's, it's changing the atmosphere, Lord, of wherever we are. Lord, it's going to change the atmosphere of communities right across Australia. It's the power and the presence of the presence of the Spirit of God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the body of Christ. And Lord, we we know that what you're doing is going to change this world. We're going to see many give their heart to you, Lord. When, when darkness floods in, light's going to come in in a much bigger way. We're going to see many people give their hearts to you because of the kingdom and kingdom people. We just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.
maybe if the whole band could come up and lead us in in a song but I just want to just firstly just thank you for the privilege of preaching in your church God bless you